The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by our very special Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you to all that support us, but especially Edwin Gallo, Barry Cathcart, Josh Barboni, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Benny Liu, Joel Voss, a.k.a. Professor. Uh, a big thank you to everybody who listens, but to our Patreon supporters especially, because you help grease the wheels, if you will. And I don't mean in a bribery, you know, President Trump kind of grease the wheel type thing. But this <laughs> is all on the up and up. We, we appreciate it. So as part of being our Patreon, you do get a bunch of benefits. It's not just giving us cash, although we love that. Uh, we give you some stuff back, including exclusive episodes of PSVG DLC, uh, Arcadia Academic, Kevin Hates Everything, and now Bored With Everything which I'm still debating a copyright infringement lawsuit, but maybe we'll get to that later. Uh, but you're also entered into our amazing monthly giveaways for our patron of the month. Uh, current offerings include $20 to Apex Legends, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 on Switch, which I got to talk to Donnie about maybe just giving that away at this point because I don't think anybody wants it. Um, or the $20 to the eShop of your choosing. Choosing, We still have the PSVG Black Polo shirt in there. And, and new entry for this month, PSVG baseball cap is literally being tossed into the ring the hat is in the ring if you will so if you want to get in on that action you have one week left to get onto that patreon train uh to be entered in for this month but to get in on all the action and to help support us head on over to patreon.com slash psvg but now on to this evening's show everyone and welcome to this week's episode of psvg prime the flagship show of the psvg podcast network it is i your host kevin austin and with me as always is none other than no no lucas isn't here um to, to kind of pull the curtain aside here a little bit uh we were planning on a different show for this evening uh focused around with a special guest and some other folks uh, we actually decided to delay that um, not because of scheduling conflicts or anything like that, but because the show is actually going to be better because of a certain something that's happening that I can't talk about right now. Uh, so that show is being rescheduled for later in October. Um, but I told Lucas he could take the week off and I'll figure it out because uh, I couldn't record my normal day because I was stuck in a wedding. Um, so with me from Board with Video Games, the lovely, lovely Josh Ooh, Lovely. Thank you. I was going to do my look. Uh, 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 hey, Kevin. I'm, I'm here, Kevin. I'm just on Steam right now, checking on my library. That's my Lucas. I'm, I know it's not very good, but <laughs> you didn't yell at your dog. You had to yell at your dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I always confuse the flux to dogs. So if I yell flux Cody, is that the right dog? Yes. yes <laughs> Cody, so. what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? You Stop eating your food all over my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Brooklyn accent. The door hey, the oh, you my ringing. I gotta go check and see who's at the door. Someone wants three dollars for their kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you folks don't know, listen to Fluxabost. Um, no, so uh, <laughs> thank you, Josh, for for uh, jumping in. You're always uh, willing to help out when when you can, and I, I appreciate that because I you, miss you, you guys. Our... I miss you. I only get to hear you. I don't I don't get to talk to you as much anymore. Um, and we were gonna have Dev on the show, but he, of course, once again had that dad life card pulled on him and last minute had to bail because he was uh, signed up for something he wasn't aware of at the time. Or maybe he was, but he forgot about, which we know that can happen as sure. a dad. Um, so give him the benefit of the doubt. But he did answer one of the questions the listener sent in. So we'll have Dev here in spirit, if you will. Um, and if you're listening to this on release day, then uh, tomorrow, PSVG OT is returning. So you'll have that episode in your oh. queue. As part of September to remember. And if it's past Tuesday, well, then you're behind and you already have an episode to listen to. So hurry up and catch up because you can't fall behind with us. We release way too many shows. You'll be behind for weeks and weeks and weeks. Paul Calico. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's let's do what we're here to do. And that's talk about video games primarily. So let's jump into what we've been playing. Uh, Josh, sir, I will let you go first as our guest. Tonight. Oh, wow. That's so very nice of you. <laughs> uh, OK, well, it shouldn't be no surprise if you know me uh, that I have. Been playing Borderlands 3, and I talk about this 
I talked about this on on Ported Video Games a little bit, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's more Borderlands. You're not going to be swayed if you didn't like Borderlands. Sure. It's essentially the same exact game uh, <laughs> with more guns and mm-hmm. a lot more guns. I, <laughs> I saw today they have a they put a a gun a Batman gun in the game. Oh, they did. That literally that. Okay. will not kill. <laughs> I thought that was oh, pretty clever. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of guns. Yeah. Um, I was trying to talk to someone today about if they could play this game. Oh no, I was talking to Donnie actually about it and about like if you could play this, and not be a fan of looter shooters. And I still think there's enough story where mm-hmm. you can. Just play the game, and whatever guns you get are the guns you get. You don't have to go hunting sure. for like the best gun for you or or whatever. But the story's funny. Uh, it's typical Borderlands humor. Again, it's not kind of it's not breaking barriers. It's the same. I would say if you need to put the humor at a certain level, it's like South Park humor. Yeah, yeah uh, that's it's fair. not Duke Nukem humor. Um, so you know, it's not like dumbed down humor. Um, but it's not like smart and witty like uh, humor either. So it's like yeah. right, right in the in the meaty center. Uh, meaty yeah. centers. Meaty centers also mm. full in Borderlands all over the place. <laughs> um, I am still uh, enjoying and playing around in the world of Control, which I thought you beat that. I did like beat it. Post game stuff. Yeah, there's. I didn't do a bunch of side missions. There's still a bunch of side missions which. Uh, some are very hard. <laughs> so uh, I'm still doing that. And the game is still kind of fun just to uh, to play around in. So I'm still having a lot of fun picking that up occasionally. I'm not putting hours into it like I was before. But sure. I pick it up for half an hour and, and try to knock out a, a side mission. I really want to get this game again into after hearing you and Kyle talk so much about it. I'm like, ah, oh, this sounds like something I'd really dig. And it's just a matter of the time factor. And, I mean, there's so many games out and coming out that it's tough but this one's definitely on my radar for sure before this season uh this this gaming season we're now borderlands gears nintendo games Mm -hmm. um all these things that are coming out control wasn't on my radar period i i had no expectations of playing it but if i could take what i know about control now and if we were talking about this two months ago this game would be number one over every game that's coming out mm-hmm. from then until December. Um, I would I would put every game aside to play it. So uh, it really surprised me. Um, I can't say enough. Well, I can't say enough good things about it. It'll definitely be in uh, my top three games of the year, if nice. not if not number one. We'll see. The that's year's not excellent. over yet. Right, right. And then uh, I've been playing. Well, <laughs> here's the funny part. I bought Castle Crashers. Okay. Which we were supposed to play this weekend. It didn't happen, which isn't a surprise. Um, I bought Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay. Yep. Which That's I haven't really played one. yet, but I really want to play looks it. looks cool. Uh, yeah. It looks awesome. The only reason why I didn't play it was I was at Target with my wife, and I just kind of opened up my Target app and checked my red card balance, and I was like, oh, I can afford it. Okay. So <laughs> I bought Link's Awakening. Um, they didn't have any of the ami- amiibos, otherwise I I definitely would have bought that um, Link amiibo as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I started playing. I bought it yesterday, Saturday for me, current time. Yeah. And we climbed into bed after we played a game of Bunny Kingdom, which we'll talk about on nice. both video games this week. And I played until 1 a.m. I played for like three four hours last night. Uh, and I only stopped because I I didn't know what I was doing in the dungeon I was in, which is like <laughs> typical Josh in a Zelda game. Um, you know, I went through the whole thing, and there's like some dungeons that give you, there's owls that give you like sometimes very specific hints mm-hmm. and sometimes very confusing very hints. <laughs> so I got one of those, and I, I went to every room I could go possibly go to six times each. And I couldn't figure it out, so I said, I'll get back to this. This is what the internet's for. <laughs> now, have you? Did you play Link's Awakening before, or is this your first? 
No, it's really funny. I was playing it. I've never played it. And my wife okay. was like, I had this on my Game Boy. And I was like, I think it was on Game Boy Advance. She's like, no, no. I had no, original. Yep. And I, co- I told her she was wrong. And she's and right. You were wrong. Yep, yep. <laughs> she's like, no, I remember this. <laughs> so my wife has played it. And, and this is my first time playing it. So, yeah, uh, I had a great time with it. And it's beautiful. It's yeah. it. I was a big fan of Link to the Past, and this is like Link to the Past Junior mm-hmm. uh, in all aspects, from mm-hmm. the kitty atmosphere to the size of the game. But yes, um, I really enjoyed it. I didn't quite. I see Donnie was having some issues with like um, blurring on the sides of the screen, and I yeah, it's like that foggy effect that, that they put. It's the, the just in the floor, misty right? kind of things. I, that's all I saw it in from watching videos. I yeah. jumped into Caroline's stream for a little bit, and I only saw it then there, too. Uh, but, yeah, he was complaining about that, and Callum mentioned it as well, too. And then the frame drop that they see a lot of times with transitions where things just go to hell, kind of, uh, apparently. But some people say it's really bad, and then other people are like, no, it's completely fine. So I don't know what the unbalance is here. Like, I mean, we talk about Nintendo bump every now and then about, like, hey, you know, people overlook things because Nintendo just, like, People yeah. overlook things because of Bethesda in some cases, you know, the Bethesda jank and stuff like that, where I don't know on this one because it seems like some people are having absolutely no issues and some people are. It's not the fact that I think is how bad it bothers them. It's just literally some people are like, no, it's completely fine. And some people are like, no, this game is broken. Yeah, I haven't I haven't encountered any noticeable frame rate drops. And I've definitely been on the screen with multiple enemies sure. that I would imagine would have caused that frame rate drop. So, yeah. Did um, you only play it um, handheld, or did you play it docked as well? I only played it docked. Only played it docked. Okay. All right. And some people said they thought that a lot of that would wouldn't happen on the smaller screen would be noticeable. So, yeah. See another example of like I don't know what to believe at this point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I I have a launch switch also, so mm-hmm. I don't know if the switch models affect that. I don't know if if. You know, I don't really know. I don't doubt anyone having these things because uh, I've clearly seen issues like this, even like with Far Cry. Yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't experience one tenth of what Kyle experienced for frame rate drops or the glitches. <laughs> yeah, right. So I think it just kind of happens with every game. I know, like we're talking a cartridge, smaller game versus, you know, a giant downloadable game. But you know, uh, but I'm early in the game. I think. I don't know how long, how many hours this game is, uh, but yeah, uh, it could change, and I'll update people if that happens. But so far, so good. No That's complaints. Good. That's good. That's good because you're right. Like any, by all means, I don't think anybody can argue that the game looks beautiful. Like the art style they chose for it, the direction they took for it, it's just incredible. It looks fantastic. But yeah, some people complaining it can't hold the steady 60 FPS and you know things of that nature. The frame drop, the misting effects, which makes you kind of wonder, did did Nintendo really need to do... Well, not Nintendo didn't do this one, but they helped with this game. That Did they need to go with this art style if the Switch couldn't, quote-unquote, handle it? But a lot of people were like, why can't the Switch handle it? Like, this isn't, you know, a, a yeah. ultra-realistic game that should be having these types of uh, issues, or is there something more behind it? And, you know, Nintendo's been quiet, which, I mean, it's launch week still, so I wouldn't expect them to do anything. But, like, I'm wondering, is a patch coming out soon that, that would help with that? I held off on buying the game, um, for now at least, uh, I definitely will buy this game and play 100% because I was a big fan of it back in the Game Boy day. But I, I think I would be happier if I just wait and see if this gets better because I, I kind of don't I don't want to take the chance. I'm not lucky. Sure. I don't feel like I'd be lucky like you are where you're like, I'm not having any problems. Like, no one be like, <laughs> I pop it in right away. Um, something will go wrong. And I'd rather keep – see, I'm old school. And I talked to Donnie about this too. It's like I like to keep the memory of a game for as long as possible. Sure. Like So like The Last of Us. That has such an impact on me, that opening scene, the whole game. I have never replayed it, not once. I beat the game once, one playthrough, that's it. And I I have the remaster. I've never played the remaster. Like In my head, I'm like, I don't want to go back because I'm afraid it's not going to be as good. Yeah. And this is another one of those games where I really, really enjoyed this on the Game Boy. And I'm afraid – I'm not afraid it's not going to be as good because I think it will still hold up. Nintendo games from that era seem to hold up well. But I think the art stuff, I have the jank, it's going to annoy me. I'm not going to have that fond memories anymore. That's just me, though. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I haven't revisited Horizon Zero Dawn, and in fact, right. I, di- I didn't even play Frozen Wilds because of the same exact thing you said. Oh, I right. was like, yeah. I, I, by all, like, if anyone knows me, like, you would think I played Frozen Wilds day and date. Sure. But I, yeah. I was afraid to go back and revisit 
the game and and i was like frozen wilds in my mind can only be worse so right i forgot about that i, I, I don't remember even you want to go back yeah so i i hear you i 100 percent agree with you on that all right um i guess i'll talk about what i've been playing I, I wrapped these up um last week or earlier but because we've been doing all these special shows i haven't got really a big chance to talk about them yet um and those were the two uh game pass day and date release games over in the xbox land uh blair witch uh, and Gears 5. So I'll start with Blowage first. I'm going to remain spoiler free. So anybody who has not played the game, don't worry about it. I'm not going to give away any story elements um, at all, other than maybe stuff you've seen in trailers. I'm not going to dive into the game too much. Um, I know Donnie posted in the Discord. He had severe uh, issues and he took some clips too. So he has the evidence that he had those issues. And once again, it's one of those situations where I'm confused if Donnie and I are playing the same game because <laughs> I have the lowly. Uh, xbox one s that that you actually sold to me josh Mm -hmm. and i had zero issues with this game uh performance wise zero issues with the game but donnie who was playing it on an xbox one x like immediately the game couldn't handle it i don't know it's very weird um overall uh as a fan of blair witch i like what that movie did for the genre and i I was a big fan of the pc games a lot of people don't know or remember uh for that matter just because of the lore and the addition that they added to it um this game continues certain aspects of those storylines from the PC and kind of the expanded movie storyline of the Blair Witch, the, the past of the Blair Witch, where she came from, stuff like that. Um, keeps that in mind, which was nice. So they, they, the people who developed the game uh, clearly looked into the, the source material and didn't just try and make their interpretation of it. Um, the story was really good. The game does have some pacing issues, I feel. Like the, the opening kind of gets you interested in what's going on. There's a, a long period of kind of blandness i guess i could say um where nothing was really grabbing me i was kind of just playing it in small chunks and being like okay i can put this down i'm not nothing was driving me to continue playing um but then like that last act of the game ramps up through the roof and these designers that made this game made some incredible uh design choices uh as well you know with the story and with gameplay um that i did not see coming at all and kind of turned nice. the whole game on its side for me so i the last act and Lucas has kind of similar thoughts as well, really made the game a lot better than I think people were giving it credit for. But I don't know if everybody has the patience to stick with it all the way till the end to get to that point. Um, overall, the game's not long at all. I think it's eight to ten hours tops. Uh, if, I think it might even be less than that. It might be exaggerating a little bit. Um, but pretty good um, overall. So I think if you're a horror fan, if you're a fan of like the, the, the walking simulator games, if you will, like Firewatch, things like that, um, you'll be interested in this. Good story. Um the one thing I will say developers do really good, which is um, kind of the point of the game, is it lets you kind of roam the woods. And you don't always know if where you're going is where you're supposed to be going. Like It's <laughs> legit like you just kind of get lost in the woods. So some of that can be overwhelming, but I think it's it's a narrative choice to make you feel paranoid and unsettled as to what's going on. Where am I going? Like, I think that was a deliberate choice. I don't think it was bad design at all. I think that's very much where they were going. So I can say overall... Uh, I'm not going to give it a number score, but I will say if you're a fan of walking simulator story games or horror, uh, I recommend playing Blair Witch. It's on Game Pass. If you have it, why not play it? It's free. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave it at that. Gears 5. Um, this is where I think people are going to get mad at me a little bit. <laughs> I don't have the same issues Josh has had with Gears. Um, so once again, no technical issues with Gears for me at all. Uh, no stuttering, no freezing, no frame rate drops, nothing. It was, it was a beautiful looking game. Um, but I also did not play it co-op with anybody, so I can't speak to any connectivity issues or anything of that nature. Yeah, I'd be lucky um, to get frame rate drops. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I've only played the campaign. I jumped into one um, one match of Survive, and it was with like one only one other person joined. It was a random, so I really didn't even know what I was doing, so I just kind of not even going to talk about that, really. Um, the campaign, once again, I'm not going to give away any spoilers uh, for those who have not jumped into it yet because it's a busy season. Um, story again for me very similar to Gears 4 to me it was a whole lot of nothing for 95% of or I don't want to say 95 80% of the game but that last 20% of story and writing I wish the whole game was like once again that last act made it for me I'm like okay I'm glad I played this game but it took so freaking long to get there um, that it kind of was turned down for me we know that there's more coming they've already said that so it, it left you much like Gears 4 did not have a real ending to it. Um, don't expect it in Gears 5 either because they've already said it's a trilogy, <laughs> so you, you don't really get an ending there either. Um, there was a moment I will not you know, give directly that took, caught me off guard. I was a little surprised they went in this direction with it. Um, so that was interesting. But overall, uh, my biggest gripes were 
the pacing of the story was extremely off. Um, you're in, and this isn't a spoiler. It's a, it's an apocalyptic event that's going on. You know, the swarm is here, whatever, and and the, the end of the world is coming. You're last of humanity, but I'm gonna go roam the desert for <laughs> months at a time with no sense of urgency. Um, like it's just weird things, and I get a lot of games do that. But like when you try and sit there and say, well, oh, Assassin's Creed, you roam around forever. Well, there's no world-ending event in Assassin's Creed thing. Like there's just not, so it's not. It doesn't feel as as weird. But most of the games that have this type of gameplay, and I think this is why Gears is different too. Most gun action games are very fast paced. Gears is deliberately slow and clunky. Like the characters move very slow. You have to cover. The gunfights take forever. It's not like I'm gonna shoot get a couple headshots and move on. It's not that quick. Um, so I think it's a pacing choice. Once again, it's fine for those who like it. My biggest gripe is, and this isn't really a spoiler, the game forces you to play as Kate like all the time. Yeah. And I do not like Kate as a character. <laughs> I think the 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 difference in her as a character in Gears Four, where I didn't mind her at all, to Gears Five, the motivation for her as a character and then the focus on her didn't make sense to me. Um and that kind of drove me nuts. So I'm a little disappointed in that. Um, and there's just no way around it. Like, you know, when you when you boot up Gears, if you're playing co-op, you can pick other characters. Yeah. But there's always that first player. One, it always tells you one player has to be Kate. And since I played the whole game solo, I always had to be Kate. And I just I hated that. <laughs> um, it's not a sexist thing. It's I think she's a terrible character and people are going to fight me on this. And I know it. That's fine. Um, I will talk privately. I don't want to give away spoilers, but I can tell you exactly why I disagree with her as a main character. But um, she's there. Overall, I enjoyed the experience with Gears. So I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. I would recommend people playing it. I just really wish that the developer development team that works on this put in the same level of excitement throughout the whole game as it does in the endings of all their games. Like I just I would enjoy it so much more if the whole game was like that. But that's it for me on Gears. Have you played any more of Gears? Have you been able to play any more of Gears or <laughs> No, uh, the furthest we got was not very far at all. In fact, it's af- it's after the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to our first like official mission that's been given to us, and we fly to this place, and you know there's a crash, and we get out of the crash, and then we end we enter this giant like not courtyard but like long like road kind of thing, yeah. and that's where that's where all hell broke loose, and we just couldn't play the game anymore. <laughs> and that was after it's it took us, I think. Between Kyle and I, over three nights, it took us probably, no exaggeration, five hours to get that far. That is crazy. Because that's, for those who haven't played the game, that's realistically like an hour and a half, an hour into the game, yeah, I think maybe. is where you're at based <laughs> on what you're describing. So that's nuts. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's another, okay. it is what another it game is. I recommend people play if you have an Xbox. Um, maybe try and play solo based on Josh's experience, which I, I don't think I know anybody else that plays the game, that has tried to play the game co-op. So maybe that's a co-op issue. Maybe uh, it could be fixed. I uninstalled it. Oh, I reinstalled sure. it. I did all the fun stuff, and you know, who knows? I'm sure they'll figure <laughs> it out. I, I am. I am keeping it on my hard drive for now because I do want to play uh, things like Horde Mode Escape. If you yeah. are Donnie, can yeah. link up and actually, and and it works. Um, then I would love to try those things. I haven't deleted it yet. It's still sitting there on the hard drive for one of those events. If we can ever uh, sync up schedules, but yeah, work on that. Um. All right, so that's it for what we've been playing. So it's time to jump in and hear from you folks. It's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from Lucas because he just couldn't stay away. He (laughs) asks, if you could voice act in any game or game series you wanted, what would it be? Would you voice a main character? Would you do 20-town NPC voices? Would you voice the evildoer? So I think he was inspired by our guest, Sean Baichu, a couple weeks ago mm. uh, as far as voice acting. So, yeah, Josh, if you could voice act, let's start with the first part. If you can act in any game or game series, what would it be? I mean, it would be Mass Effect. Oh, okay. I That's mean, a great one. Even even though they've kind of <laughs> lost my confidence in them. Uh, if they do another Mass <laughs> Effect, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's it's like the Holy Grail game series for me, so I would definitely, it would be funny if I said, like, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, he's like, ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. Uh, I'd probably want to do something like a, like a Resident Evil or, or Watch Dogs, I think, for me. 
Um, just because I, I like the characters that they they set up in the in that world, or even maybe like a, a survival horror game, like a la Blair Witch, where you don't actually see the character, you yeah. just you play as them. Like voicing something like that, I think would be pretty cool, and I think it's a lot less uh, pressure, I think, to perform in those games because you're the only one. Like you don't need to react off somebody else; it's just you. Sure. Um, so I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, so then the second part, would you would you want to do a main character? Or would you do want to do NPCs, or would you you know want to be the bad guy? Well, Kevin, I'll be honest with you. I hate the sound of my voice, so <laughs> I would. And yet you podcast. <laughs> well, I don't listen back to my podcast. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so until I get those tweets saying we we also hate the sound of your voice, then uh, maybe I'll stop podcasting. Um, Please, nobody add him. Let's let's let that one go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe if I was the evildoer, it would give me motivation to want to kill myself, <laughs> but in the game, <laughs> in the game. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. I didn't, I, it, as soon as I heard it, I sounded, I heard it as bad as it sounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe evildoer would be fun uh, with a mass effect game. Like it's probably not the best game to pick for someone like me who doesn't love the sound of my voice. Cause you'd have, you have so many different dialogues dialogue, you have to record. Yeah uh but yeah I, I would not like to do 20 town nbc voices no. sure that would be no. terrible be awful. like you're the <laughs> shopkeeper you're the you're the, the doctor you're this no no thank yeah. you yeah and I, I would be too um um worried about voicing a main character for a fan <laughs> absolutely well, yeah. so I'll he's the voice of link evil no dude. way <laughs> Um, I'm with you. I, I would love to do a villain probably more than anything. Uh, but if, if I had to do like a second choice, I would want to be like the sidekick yeah, of yeah. the main character. I wouldn't want to be the main character. I'd like to be like the comic relief or like just the sidekick where I didn't have as many lines. People might still like my character, but I wasn't the main focus. So if the, if the game overall people didn't like or didn't like the narrative, it wouldn't be my character's fault. It would be the main character. Whatever. It was like, oh, he, he was stale. You know, like. Mass Effect, Shepard, like a lot of people didn't like the male Shepard, but they like the female Shepard, yeah. um, things like that. It's like, but if you're a sidekick, people don't have those strong opinions of those, but they're still memorable people in the game. So that's what I want to do. So thank you, Lucas, for sending that in. Um, next one comes from Grouchy Surge. He didn't give us a question. He says, no question, but thank you for providing quality performing uh, quality programming for my and everyone else's ear holes. Appreciate all the work y'all do, uh, which I responded back to him quality programming i think you have us confused with somebody else but thank you grouchy we do appreciate that we know you you listen to all of us even josh so so please let him know you love the sound <laughs> of his voice he needs that right now so he doesn't kill himself as he said earlier hey i did i did an uh, audio review for backlog buster so uh there's That's some true. people out there who who well i didn't get any constructive criticism so <laughs> maybe, maybe they didn't like it i don't know <laughs> well did they use it I should say yes, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know okay. If I was like, if they didn't, then maybe they don't. But okay. <laughs> um, the the actual question though does come from Grouchy's part of Trash Turkey. Uh, create a dream collector's edition of a game from the past. For example, Mario Brothers Kart that also comes with an original level one one design document. Thanks for the show. Um, this is the one Dev Dev sent in. So to give you time to think, Josh. Dev's answer was Super Metroid. He wants it to be in a black cartridge, come with a Samus helmet. Um, Mother Brain and Ridley and Kraid statues and a concept art book of Metroid, Metroid 2 and Super Metroid. He wants apparently like the $300 collector's edition. Like he say. went all out. Um, that's a lot, but good good for him. Um, so do you, do you have a dream one, Josh, that you'd want? I kind of do. Uh, a dream is like a strong word. It's just a want. Okay. okay. So it would be Horizon Zero Dawn. First of all, I didn't get that collector's edition, which I'm really kicking myself oh, over. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because I would have loved to have that statue. Um, but Sony Europe released a white vinyl soundtrack, and it's the only place a Horizon Zero Dawn vinyl soundtrack was ever released. Oh. So I couldn't buy and I couldn't buy it from in the US. They would only sell it two people in Europe. So they're like 500 bucks on eBay. Oh God. So I, if I could pick this, I would pick Horizon Zero Dawn Ultimate Collector's Edition. Comes with a nice art book. Vinyl. Doesn't have to be the white vinyl. Just sure. a vinyl set. Um, and like a Mondo poster that went with it because I would okay. love to have like, I have art of, I don't know if it happened in this room now, but I have right, art yeah, before, of yeah. 
from like GameStop, like the mm-hmm. poster they gave you at GameStop, which is fine. But I would love to have like I really like the Mondo art, so I think it'd be really cool to have something like that as well. Because they do all they do the vinyl for like Last of Us, yeah. Spider Man, uh, and a bunch of other games. So I think it would be great. Cool. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm going kind of the, the vinyl route as well a little bit, which might surprise some folks, um, but not surprising. I'm picking a very weird game. And what I'd want is a, a remaster collection. So it's a dream collector's edition because it's, it's games you can't all buy of the Katamari Damacy series. Oh, so all nice. those games like because they're all exclusive and old, but I want them kind of touch up, remade. Uh, I want them to come with the vinyl soundtracks, um, which was released, um, but I guess it's it was limited like release, but I'd want them all. I want all the soundtracks from the games because they were just so good. Um, and then same thing. I would love a statue of the, the prince kind of rolling a Katamari ball. I think it'd be pretty cool to get a statue like that. So um, an art book, too, would be nice as well, since we've all talked about that as well. I'll throw that in there, too, to kind of get uh, to read more about the inspiration behind the game and so on, so on and so forth. So, yeah, thank you for the question, Trash Turkey. That was a that was a, a unique one. I haven't heard or seen that one around. So thank you yeah. for that. Um, Donnie jumps in with what's the weirdest game you've played? But it also has to be one you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So do you have an answer or do you need a minute to think? I mean, that's probably Jazz Punk, right? <laughs> oh, my God. You picked my answer. <laughs> Either Jazz Punk or South Park, The Stick of Truth. That's a good that's a good one, too. Or Earthworm Jim. Ooh. Or Toe Jam and Earl. Or Boogerman. Uh, uh, all games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, probably Jazz Punk's the weirdest uh, game that I played. Uh, so yeah, Jazz Punk, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> there you go. See, so yeah, I, same thing. Jazz Punk for me. That was the first one that came to my mind when Donnie said it, and I wonder if Donnie even just set it up so I talk about Jazz Punk <laughs> again. Um, but if you haven't been a follower of PSVG since the early days, um, Kyle and I did a, a dual review of like this game and Virginia, which were both indie games that we played. Um, but Jazz Punk is a special one, and uh, we I got this one via review code based on seeing one screenshot I saw of the art, and I said, I'm going to see if I can get this game. I, I didn't read what the game was about, so I went in completely blind. I said, hey, I saw the screenshot. I would love to review this game for PSVG, blah, blah, blah. The developers were super nice and game, got back to us um, from Adult Swim Games, got us the code. I played it. So Jazz Punk, if you're not familiar with it, it's a game centered around the journey of a secret agent named Polly Blank in an alternate Cold War Cold War world in the late 1950s uh, where basically everyone's a cyborg. Uh, he was sent to a secret agency that is housed in an abandoned subway in the station in the fictitious nation of Japanada uh, by a human-shaped suitcase. Uh, there he met with the director who gives him missions such as to infiltrate and recover important data from the Soviet consulate, retrieve a very valuable artificial kidney from a cowboy, uh, steal a briefcase full of valuable information from an enemy while disguised as a woman, and other rescue missions there. Uh, it is very, very weird, very, very unique, but I had a lot of fun with it, um, and I think that's really what it was about. It was, it was super weird, but I had fun and actually enjoyed the game. So, yeah. uh, Jazz Punk, look it up if you haven't, but that's funny. But <laughs> the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, thank you, everybody, for sending your questions. We do appreciate it. You can always send in your questions to us uh, via the Discord. Uh, you can head over to psvg.blog to get that Discord link if you're not already part of the the conversation with everyone, which I encourage you to join. We have a lot of cool people over in the Discord. We're always active. Um, or you could tweet at us at PSVG or at PSVG Kevin with your questions, uh, whether they're gaming-related or not, because, as you know, Lucas and I always have fun with them regardless. So thank you for that. But it's been a week, Josh, so it's time to check out the news of the week. Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. First one here. I like this one. So Batman celebrated his what, 80th? 80th. Birthday, yep, 80th year of the Capes Crusaders, well, since his first appearance. And WB Montreal seems to be teasing what a lot of people are considering to be a new Batman game. Um... And it's the first time they've tweeted since 2015 when they tweeted this out as well, uh, saying they're, they're here to celebrate Batman's 80th anniversary with the rest of the world during Batman Day. And they flash some symbols, which seems to be hinting uh, towards Court of Owls or Ra's al Ghul um, in these symbols, uh, along with the Batman symbol they tweeted out. So it seems pretty cool. Uh, if you're not familiar, WB Montreal created the Arkham uh, Origins game which uh, some people were not fans of, but I think it was a little unfair. They just wanted Rocksteady to continue making them. Uh, and this was like in an off year where WB did it, and I had no problem with the game. I enjoyed it just as well. Um, it seemed to fit in with the other Arkham games, so I still had fun with it. Um, so I'd be all for more Batman by all means. 
Uh, Josh, would you be excited for a Court of Owls game? Heck yeah, I would. That's fantastic news. And if nobody knew that Rocksteady didn't develop Arkham Origins, they would have all loved it because the yep. game was the game was good. Um, people just seemed to think it was bad because people said it was bad, and it was not. <laughs> nope, it was not. Same combat system. It uses a little bit more detective mode, which is what Batman does. Yep. Uh, it was very good. It was a very good game. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm excited. I didn't even I didn't know this happened until you posted this. Yeah, this was this was very late tonight. This kind of came out, so um, we shall see what happens. Um, if it announced maybe during Sony's State of Play, or I mean they didn't really give you know when or where they're gonna drop this, but it seems kind of to be kind of imminent. That we'll hear some news. Yeah, and for people curious, um, Court of Owls, you can find that. Um, there's places like Barnes and Noble. They have like right. a, um, they have like those cool mat. Uh, mat it comes with a mask, the mask, and it yep. has the graphic novel with it. Um, so if you want to read up on this, or if they announce it and then you want to read up on it, um, the graphic novels out there, you can you can grab it and read Court of Owls. Yep, yep. And a, and a developer that works at um, W Montreal was also seen wearing a shirt that has the owl logo on the back of it too. I love uh, it. Looks looks to be accidentally um, tweeted that out, you know, prior to the announcement. So yeah, it all seems to be pointing that way, which would be really really cool um, to see. But yeah, I'm all for it. I want more Batman. I, I've been jonesing for more Batman since Arkham Knight. Uh, I'm fine with it. You don't need to change the system. It could be more like you with Borderlands. It could just be more Arkham, and I'm happy. Like just give it to me. It's fine. Um, next story uh, comes in from Donnie. Actually, he tweeted this one out a little earlier uh, in the week. A French court rules that Steam's ban on reselling used games is contrary to European law. So this opens up a unique situation here um, <clears throat> that basically if, if other people jump on or this is upheld and not changed, that basically people will be able to resell digital games, which that's a game changer, I think, for everybody because that's kind of the downside for some folks for digital. It's like, well, I can't trade it in or I can't resell my game. Um, some obviously want a physical editions like Harrow. That's, that's, that's completely fine. I appreciate that. But uh, some people stay away from digital simply because, like, well, I'd like to be able to, to own the game uh, or I want to be able to resell it and help me buy new games later on, you know, get that trade-in value and whatnot. Um, if this sticks, though, this could be a game changer where they have to allow people to resell digital games, which is nuts because... What happens with games that are pulled off the market? Yeah, like you know, this this opens up a whole new wormhole essentially, where it's like, hey, well, this was pulled off the shop, but I still have a copy, I can still sell it, and it makes no sense. But on the flip side of it, Steam is fighting this. A Valve is is pledging to appeal the decision. Here's the thing I don't get: is when we look at Steam games. They always have like such crazy sales. As those all those PC games, you end up getting like you know things like Humble Bundle and and you know Steam sales. Where you get this game that was sixty dollars for five dollars and fifty cents and includes all the DLC. How much are you really reselling that for after that? Like, I don't see it being a huge yeah. deal in those regards. Just more for the case of games that are pulled, I would say. It's. I think it's interesting too because of how low in price a lot of games are on Steam. That mm-hmm. this, if this goes through, then you can expect a price increase on all their games. Yeah. Unless they're $60 new games and that's, that's different, but uh, I never, it's very interesting because I hadn't even considered, considered it like reselling digital games, but mm-hmm. I'm, it kind of makes sense if someone like I went on eBay to buy, um, um, shoot. One of the games we were playing, um, Vermintide, because we mm. were trying to get other people, and, yeah. and it was it was like thirty bucks on Steam, but on eBay I bought a digital code for five bucks. Right. So all it is allowing you to do is sell games you've already played, which I think should be fine, right? I- <laughs> I I, I kind of agree, but I but I'm also scared of like what you said is like well if this happens I think all the prices are going up, and then what happens so it, just because of this the French court ruled that Steam's ban is one thing, well what happens if somebody tries to sue Microsoft they'd have to decide that it's also not okay for consoles to not allow us to sell digital games that we bought like that's 
it, yeah. right now it they're only looking at PC, but this law based on the way it's written would have to apply to everything. So we already don't see deals on digital games on the console world very often. Um, like uh, Nathan had even saw he went to Walmart and Link's Awakening on Switch was fifty dollars, but if you bought the digital one, it was sixty. No <laughs> sense at all. Um, but things like that, where it's like, okay, well, the digital prices are either going to stay; they're all going to be the same. Like, so we'll see it in Steam, where all the games are sixty bucks, like they would be if you played on console. Um, and then I think you see PC gamers market maybe shrink a bit because I don't think PC gamers are going to want to spend sixty dollars all the time. They will for certain games, sure, but that's not going to be a norm. So I'm afraid of as you know. Donnie and I think Kyle's have both said it that the price of games probably should go up at this point. Uh, I'm not a proponent for it at all. I don't want games to be more expensive than they are because I'm cheap. <laughs> but I get what their point is saying like, well, games have been the same price forever. Um, if they, this happens with digital, I think they have to up the price. But then in hindsight, that also makes the the value that we could sell the digital game for again of higher value then because yeah. if we had to buy it for 60, we could probably sell it for 45, 50. But if we bought it for five, you weren't going to sell it for 15, 20. So it's kind <laughs> of a, yeah, it's a sticky wicket we could see developing further on. Um, now, to be fair, they're, they're trying to appeal it. And just because it happens in France doesn't mean it's going to be across the, the country, um, the, the world rather, uh, much like loot boxes. We see a ban in certain countries, but not across worldwide. So uh, who knows? Um, and we'll see. There's just one judge that ruled it. So it, it could go a lot further than this and, and change it. But if this were to be upheld, I think we see a major change in the whole industry basically yeah. in order to, to cooperate with it. Um, this one I want to talk to you a little bit about. Not really a, a new story breaking per se in the same fashion, uh, but some numbers came out. Um, basically, the developers and studio behind Control. Mm. Um, Epic Games, it's been revealed, gave them $9.5 million uh, euro to have it exclusive on their platform. So that's not even their cuts of game sales. They got this prior to the game being sold. Um, no payment was from Sony or Microsoft or anything like that. It was it was strictly to have it be the exclusive. So with everybody kind of whining, and I don't want to I say everybody is being the, the online folks and, and the PC players um, about Epic Games getting these exclusives and being so upset about it. It's like he, Epic said, hey, number one, they would stop being so aggressive on it if Valve would play nice and give developers a better cut, like Epic is giving developers a better cut of the sales versus Valve. But now we're seeing Epic saying, okay, I'm giving you you know, $9.5 million to have this game over here. To Now, Control, it's not, you know, it's not an indie game, but it's I wouldn't say it was a triple-A game, though, either, right? Like, it's not a... Yeah, I don't it's, know, like, it's, a, it's a weird. It's it's like a double A game. It's not it's not a Ubisoft level, but it's not something to sniff at, you know. Like, but to to these smaller developers that we see that they picked up the exclusivity for, like if they got even half this or a quarter of this to an indie developer, if somebody said, "I'll give you a million dollars to have it be on Epic," I don't blame them at all. Like, number one, that may help them actually number one finish the game. Yeah. Uh, if all they had was a trailer to, to keep going, it keeps their employees going. It helps them develop more games down the line. Like if if you know Control was done. And then they say, okay, they're getting ready to sell the game, make their money by selling it, which is going to happen on top of that. Like Epic wasn't saying this is your profit cut. This is no. This is to have you exclusive, and they'll still get their money for sales. This gives them the money and jumpstart for the next game or the next idea or whatever the case is or hire more people. Like this is – in my head, this is all good. You know, Epic is making a ton of money off Fortnite. We all know this. But now they're trying to reinvest, and this is their way of reinvesting in the gaming industry. When we see so many studios being laid off, we see workforces being shrunken down. We see, you know, lots of people in air quotes being mismanaged or mistreated as far as you know payment-wise or contracts and so on and so forth. Epic is being the good guy here in my mind. I don't have a problem with it, and I think here's the evidence that they're doing something awesome that. I think, you know, people are whining about, but I'll have an Epic game launcher if I know developers being treated better. If this is a game on both platforms, I'm sorry, especially if the game's the same price. In my head, I would make the conscious choice to buy from Epic versus Valve knowing the developer is getting more money. Yeah. And this, it's it's really funny because if Valve was doing this for control, people wouldn't bat an eye. It's just nope. because there's another competitor in the marketplace and people are so used to just having Valve. So, Everyone just supports Valve because that's all you had. It would be right. like if Nintendo was the only console, everyone would support Nintendo. And then Sega comes on, and then you're like, wait a second, why is Sega buying rights to this game I want to play on my Nintendo? I know it's the same, like PC is still like the same console, uh, but 
we all, we also live in this world, especially on PC, with all these different launchers. I'm just looking on the bottom of my tabs right now, and I have Blizznet, Steam, Epic, <laughs> Twitch, because they have their own games now, Origins, yep. Yep. Uh, and Xbox. So right. that's just and, and, that, and just Rockstar just games. released there. Rockstar released theirs. You can get San Andreas for free if you download it. So there's another one. But yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. I feel bad for Epic. They're just trying to make money and they're supporting developers. You're, you're absolutely right. They're giving they're giving more back, and they even made a statement. We've we've covered this on all of our podcasts about what they would consider to do with Valve. If Valve just decided to give developers more of a kickback, and this is on Valve. Mm-hmm. Do it. Right. <laughs> you make so much money on all these games. They're not asking for even like double digit percentages i don't think i think it's pretty small yeah compared to like the difference so i i don't know um good for epic and and just get the epic launcher right. it's free yeah it's all you <laughs> gave out free games they just gave out like four batman games yeah they, yesterday. Did. Yeah, they did um so speaking of kind of this has kind of been the theme of this whole show and this wasn't intentional when i was doing it just like the way that the industry is changing um, Polygon put out an, a kind of an editorial uh, by Patricia Hernandez, who I, I'm a fan of her writings. I think some of our staff are here as well. I think Coach Mo is a big fan, uh, if I recall. Um, and she wrote kind of an editorial about spending $60 on a video game just doesn't make sense anymore um, with things like Game Pass and so on and so forth, which I, I, let me clear the air here. For somebody who is so vocal about Game Pass, um, I still don't understand how Game Pass makes money or how it's good for the people that the developers as a gaming fan, I freaking love it. Uh, one of the first sentences she puts in here is, you know, she's found herself debating whether or not full-on purchasing new games is actually the wise decision in the face of a cheaper option. For example, Gears 5 released. You can go to the store and snag a copy for 60 bucks, or if you didn't have Game Pass, you could pay $10 and play it right away. Uh, you could easily beat the game in a month, um, and you played it. <laughs> so while you don't truly own Gears 5, but how long would you actually be playing it, keeping it long-term? I know, once again, we talk about people like Carol who are physical collectors. That means something to them. But with things like Game Pass and PlayStation Now, which still has to get better, but it's there. It's an option. Um, you know, maybe we see something happening PC-wise soon. But, I mean, you said it yourself. With all the launchers, with Twitch, uh, Epic, they both give out free games all the time. Um, every week or every month or every couple weeks, whatever it is, at least you're constantly getting new stuff without having to pay that much money. And I think it's hard to sit there and say, like if you have game pass to sit there and say, Oh, there's nothing on game pass for me to play. Yeah. That's that's impossible. Like there's gotta be something you have not played that you might enjoy or might take a chance on. Yes. Not everything is going to be a gears five or a halo experience. Sure. But there is a lot of great stuff there. And there's a lot of games that I've played because of Game Pass that I never, ever, ever would have picked up and given a shot. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I kind of want to see basically with this, Josh, your thoughts of, of are you open to more of this Netflix subscription-based um, gaming or are you somebody who still wants to see games released individually, plop down the $60 on the table, and walk out with your physical copy? Well... I mean, we can we're in, we can have both. We can we can coexist with these mm-hmm. ten dollars subscriptions and these games. But uh, if you look at a game like Link's Awakening, like uh, I kind of was like, did I did I spend sixty dollars on a six to eight hour game? I hope not. I hope there's more to this. Am I gonna want to play Link's Awakening again after I beat it? Uh, probably not. So, like, Link's Awakening might be a game that I would have preferred to have on a Game Pass-type service because it's a game that you play and then you're done. Uh, But, like Game Pass, games do leave. So, sure, for people who just want Gears 5 for the story, great. But no one who plays Call of Duty is going to stick to a Game Pass subscription because... They well not I shouldn't say no one the people who play Call of Duty who play multiplayer they play that for years. Look at Ubisoft games, Rainbow Six Siege, Ghost Recon Wildlands, all these uh, For Honor these games with seasons. It's really interesting to me that Ubisoft launched Ubisoft yep. Uplay Plus, but it's also a much higher price. Mm-hmm. Sure. So they're you know they're kind of covering that as well. 
so I I I don't like Patricia Hernandez. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, this and this kind of these are the kind of articles that I didn't like when that she was writing before because I understand it's an article to get the conversation going, a one hundred percent, and everyone has their own opinion on it. I think we're all at this point where we're used to spending sixty dollars on a game. It's been sixty dollars since the eighties. It will continue to be $60 as the new game systems come out, even though we always debate if it will be more money with a higher-gen console. But we live in this world of DLC now, and we live in this world of, uh, you could probably argue, three-quarter games being released because developers say we need to make more money than... The $60 because it costs more to develop this game. Sure. So we're going to put out Soul Calibur, uh, and it's only going to come with 12 fighters, but we're going to do 25 fighters, you know, and, and Mortal Kombat and all the in these games that do things like this. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Control, not to like leave those out. So why pay $60 for a game? Well, you're paying $60 as an investment to Gears 5 because maybe you know there's DLC coming out. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're you're foresighted and you're seeing, okay, I, I'm getting Gears 5. I'm, I'm risking that I'm going to like or not like the story. Yep. But I also want to buy the DLC. I want to support the developers. And no one's out there saying Microsoft needs more money, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. But Coalition needs to keep making games if you like what they make. Right. So you have to support them. I, you know, I gave money to Apex. That's a free game. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. know, I bought the Battle Pass, so they're encouraged to keep making games. So, and I don't know if I'm, I'm kind of rambling to try to get to a point because you could wait for three years and buy Gears Five for thirty bucks. But you know what? You won't be able to buy for thirty bucks in five years. Link's Awakening. It'll still be sixty dollars, if not more, if they stop publishing it. Yeah. Right. So there's something to be said for Nintendo's method too. On, I know everyone complains. I'm one of them. That Nintendo, they very rarely drop their prices on games. Yep. But they have that loyal fan base that they know they're paying sixty dollars for a game, mm-hmm. even if, even a game they may have played on the Wii U. <laughs> like, it's true. They're buying it on the Switch for another sixty dollars. I did that with Mario Kart 8. Yep. So I think that's the ideal, right, for these game companies. We need to be where Nintendo is. However, Nintendo's not offering Game Pass. Nintendo's, you know, but neither is Sony. So I think Microsoft's the only company that is offering this value proposition right now. And we, Sony may never do that because they don't have to. They're like Nintendo. They put a $60 game out. They know people are going to buy it for $60. bucks. Like, you could use the same argument in this story instead of game pass you can buy horizon zero dawn collector's edition for ten dollars right now yeah Not collectors but like the complete uh, game of the year or yeah. whatever, for ten dollars you know so you could have waited on that game but they know they're giving you the game that you want and you want to play it now it still is crazy to me that microsoft lets you play gears 5 on game pass All right it is it is like i said i i have come full circle on game pass like <laughs> I don't know why they did it. I don't know how they do it. But, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm enjoying knowing that, like, oh, Microsoft has this exclusive coming out. Great. I will get to play it for $9.99 a month. Like, it's not even, you know, all these other games. I mean, what have they done? They did um, Sea of Thieves. They've done this. They've done Forza or two Forzas at this point, right? State of Decay. Um, State of Decay. Um, Crackdown 3. So, like, they've done some that, like, I either would have paid full price for or never, never paid and never played them at all. Um, sure. but I've gotten to experience in them all for either a short period of time if it wasn't for me or a long period of time if I really enjoyed it, which I still am on some of these games. So it's, it's gotten me to be firmly in the camp. And it hurts me a little bit to say here that unless Sony prepared to talk about when they talk about the PS5 having an offering that's similar or a boatload of their exclusives ready to go 
that I think next gen I'm firmly going to be in camp Microsoft to be like, well, the value's here. I'm going to stay in this ecosystem. And, and maybe that's their plan all along. You look at what they did. Microsoft has done with Windows was we just want everyone to have Windows, whether or not they use it all the time or they barely use it or whatever. Like they have Windows. I think at this point they're just like we want everyone to have Microsoft. They yeah. we want everyone to have Xbox. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. You get that market saturation and you can kind of play around and do whatever you want where it's like, OK, but if everyone has Xboxes and we're still only getting that $10 a month versus selling to 20% of the population for 60 bucks, guess what? They're still making more money than they would have. So it, yeah. it makes sense, but it's it's just a roundabout way that I don't think we were prepared for, uh, much like them when they first announced the Xbox One, that you know it was going to be all digital at first. Like, there was going to be no discs. Like People's brains exploded because they weren't ready for it. But now I think people will still be upset, but I think a lot more people would be like, okay, let's go, yeah. You know, than, than it was five years ago. But yeah, I, I think it just takes time and... Much like sometimes the things Nintendo does, too, uh, we kind of scratch our heads about. But then, like, five years later, they do it, but a little bit better. And we're like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, things like, you know, VR, 3D, you know, virtual, where we're like, oh, what is that? But then the 3DS comes out. It's like, this works great. It's in the palm of my hand. Like, and I don't need glasses or anything. Like, you know, they do these weird things that they end up bringing back years later and just kind of making better. And I think Microsoft was doing something similar with Game Pass, where it's like, well, this is a weird concept, but let's get everybody on board and this will make sense later on guys. Don't worry. And I think yeah. that's what they're setting up for. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's all I got. Josh, was there anything that, that, uh, came to your attention this week you want to talk about? No, I kind of mentioned the, um, Epic games. So Epic games story did, um, two of the Batman Arkham games. I believe Lego Batman, they gave away for free for Batman day. Yep. I don't know if they're still free. Um, uh, sure. but it's worth checking out if you have a PC, just uh, dive right in there and see what yeah. they have. Yes, do that. Um, one other thing I will talk about, I didn't put this in the note, notes here, so this is going to throw you off a little bit. Um, did you see the the latest cartoon for Apex Legends with Crypto? I haven't watched it yet. I saw okay. that it released. Um, I like what they did with the shorts mm-hmm. because yeah, it's cool. basically like a, um, them borrowing like what Blizzard does for Overwatch. Absolutely. Um, so I, I look forward to watching it. And I'm sure we're, we have a trailer coming out soon for in-game stuff. I think we only have one more week left of the season, I yeah. think. Um, so, yeah, and they normally run like right after it or a week off and then it runs right into the next one. So um, I think I have enough credits earned from this last season that I won't need to spend any money between the yes. battle pass and the character. I think I got enough. Um, but what I am afraid of is that I realize like, oh, we're coming up on Halloween. You know, darn well, they're going to do Halloween skins. And that that gets me sometimes. <laughs> that gets me. Um <laughs> But I've, I've controlled my Apex. I now split my time evenly between Apex and something else. I'm not playing just Apex. So I've got it. I finally got it under control, Josh. I'm good. Apex um, and, and Fortnite, right? <laughs> nope. For, Fortnite has been uninstalled from everything, I believe, unless my kids still have it on the Switch. Nice. Um, Fortnite could not even get me back with the Batman stuff, although I really thought about it. I was like, no, I can't because I, I have my Battle Royale under control. Mm. So I'm just going to keep it like this and, and keep playing Apex, yes, but I have it under control. So, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the show this week, Josh. Where can people find you and the other cool stuff you do on the interwebs? Oh, well, you can find me on the Board with Video Games podcast. Uh, that's all I want to plug. Uh, we're Board with VG, B-O-A-R-D, uh, as old Josh would say, uh, on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook. Um, so just, yeah, we talk about video games, too. It's not just board games. So check us out. Even just check out our tweets if you don't want to listen to us. That's fine. <laughs> just give me a just give me a like on Twitter, and I'll accept that uh, as acceptance. And you need to learn how to play Mexican train dominoes. No, I don't know that I need to learn that. I think I'm you okay. Too. It's fun. We played it. We played again last night. Me and my kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just mean your 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 board board game show. You don't even know dominoes. Just saying. Well, I know dominoes. I do you know, know Do you know chicken foot dominoes at least? No, no. I don't know all these weird variants oh you're talking God. about. Oh my God. They're more popular than regular dominoes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, you can follow the show overall at psvg.blog. That gives you links to all the things, the Twitter, the YouTube, the Twitch, the Mixer, the Discord, all the things there, the Patreon. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at psvgkevin. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of it, everybody. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, Josh, for joining me this evening. But most importantly, we ask, as always, that you never stop gaming. This has been a PSVG production.
Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.